I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 150. This week featuring my band, The Hollow Truths, uh, my buddy and bandmate, Will Cole. And I had a chat the other day at a brewery uh, about our upcoming festival for the podcast, which will be Saturday in Lancaster, PA at Phantom Power, uh, featuring a bunch of my friends' bands and uh, other musicians who I haven't met yet from the uh, Pennsylvania and Philly area. So uh, we're definitely excited about that. And uh, we also talked about uh, songwriting in general and uh, some of the things we've been working on as a band. Um, actually headed back to the studio this week to hopefully get some new songs done so that should be fun but uh anyway i just want to say uh thanks to everyone who's listening and everyone who's come on the show um definitely appreciate it and uh, i never thought i'd probably be keeping this thing going this long but uh it's been fun try and help out the scene and watch the show grow and all that stuff um we recently crossed 5,000 streams which was kind of cool um Anyway, hopefully uh, you yourself are doing all right out there, uh, wherever you may be listening from, and hopefully staying sane and staying positive and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, the Pennsylvania Fest will be uh, at Phantom Power, just outside of Lancaster. Uh, I think it should be about 10 bucks, give or take. Uh, the 10 on the pre-sale, and then 13 at the door. And then um, kind of continuing with the festival bands, we should have one more episode out on Thursday featuring one of the local artists um the song that i featured on this episode is called the walls which i wrote and it's up on spotify and all the usual places so if you like it you can um definitely check it out feel free to follow or subscribe to the show as well if you're interested but uh yeah i guess the last couple things on the agenda will wanted me to mention that he is endorsed by nags guitars and uh, friday will be at fells point in baltimore at the waterfront hotel i believe as a trio and then um saturday is of course the festival and then uh, last two things part-time rockstar productions is up and running and we're making music videos so if you're interested in making one on a budget we can definitely do that and then of course the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. They're in between Washington and Baltimore. And I usually tag Truly Strings Instagram on the episode notes. So, yeah, uh, without too much further ado, we'll get to our conversation. on the part-time rockstar podcast take two take two right um, take one sucked so we had to do it over <laughs> take one was good i think it was just that your volume was easily four or five times louder than mine because i didn't realize how close i needed to be to right. the mic right and there was just no way i was going to be able to correct <laughs> the difference yeah we're not going to get too nerdy about it yeah but it's it was, all good yeah but it was all one track as well right so it was like it was, yeah it, it yeah. wasn't going to work out Nah. But it was a fun conversation, as I recall. Yeah, it was. It was a very good conversation. I'll have to go back and listen to it fully and probably have a laugh. Yeah, absolutely. But um, anyway, I'm talking with Will here, my new uh, bandmate slash uh, jack of all trades. Um, (laughs) I don't know. You're the the handyman now of the band, I think. Man of many talents. The water boy. So uh, carry the water. (laughs) Well, an audio wizard. Part-time drummer, part-time guitar player, can sing a little bit, you know, like, um, kind of doing it all, just the... the Hold uh, us together, man. I like uh, like coming in here and just doing what I can, man. I have a good time playing with you guys, and whatever variation, for three or for four or whatever, we, we make it work, and we make it tight, and got to have a good time, man. 
I just say, tell me where, where you want. Put me in, coach. Just tell me where to go. <laughs> you know, what instrument? I play, what you know? What 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 position am I playing today, coach? Whatever. <laughs> no. Which is care. great because possibly to my detriment or to my genius, I don't know. But <laughs> I've kind of declared the band uh, very much like a mercenary style yeah. band. Um, so when we're going to battle or whatever, it's just yeah, whoever it's is uh, available for sure for, uh, for warfare that day. <laughs> right, right. And uh, available for the mission. Right. And uh, actually, I kind of more call it a farm system. Yeah, so right, right. It's much more like minor league baseball or hockey. Yeah. You get the call up, third or fourth string, whatever. Yep. Yeah. So. Or in my case, fifth string, I'm good. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. Don't know where you are in the depth chart exactly. I don't exactly. know, I don't know. Just whatever, yeah. I'm available, you're available. It all works. Yeah, we have a good time, man. So. Um, but yeah, we'd wanted to do this podcast, um, I guess, because uh, you had offered yeah. to jump on and be here. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, and then pleasure. Also, just talk about uh, the Hollow Truths. Which, right. Um, Our band. I want to talk about that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We've been playing a lot lately. Played two shows yesterday that were incredible. I mean, sounded good. We got video and audio of them. And, uh, man, they sounded good. They were tight. Sounded good. And we did a duo last night at uh, Porsche came in on. We played that uh, festival in Catonsville. What's that? Uh, the Sunrider. So Music City, Maryland. Yeah, that's it. Or Sunrider Fest or Sunrider Nine. I always forget the name. Yeah. Too exactly. But Sunrider Nine Productions are yeah. the the guys in Catonsville that uh, put all that together, and we've kind of become, you know, pretty well acquainted so yeah, far. Four stages and like thirty bands. It was, it was nuts. A lot of people and. Yeah. Just a really good time, man. I hope you guys, if you guys listen to this, uh, listen up for that thing. Come up next year and go to that. It's such a good time. You know, a little hot out there, but they had they had nice tints that blew, like the mist on them and stuff. Boy, yeah. after I played drums, man, I ran under that thing and was like, let it like rain on me. I was so hot. Yeah. We played like 45 minutes straight, and it was so good to get under that thing and cool off. It was yeah. just amazing, you know. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I talk about Sunrider almost every show, but they do have shows every weekend in Catonsville, so yeah, uh, suburb of Baltimore. If you're not from the area, but great bunch of dudes and and, uh, and State Fair, and, and we played State yeah. Fair a couple weeks back, and uh, that was a great show too. I played guitar on that one. That was a good yeah. time. It was the the foursome of us, so that was really really fun. Yeah, it's just. It's a really good network of people who've grown up in Catonsville, business owners, musicians, generally like, you know, people who just have known each other since high school who've kind of made now like music happen every yeah, absolutely. every week and then sometimes a little bit larger scale. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of wild to watch it happen from day one because I feel like it's only, it does better every time. Like I didn't get to play or we didn't get to play last year. But I still went, and it was a great time. And I don't know, it's just, it's cool yeah, what they're awesome. doing. Awesome, awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, a couple things, I guess, I feel like we don't, or at least I don't get to talk about on every show, and you kind of brought up that point that, you know, I don't always really talk about my band itself um, right. as much, because I'm usually interviewing people, which is, which is cool. I try to sneak in a few tidbits about what I'm doing, whether it's, <clears throat> releasing songs or where you're playing working on songs or where I'm playing or uh, really um, I think the hot topic of this this uh, episode would just be that in two weeks from the time this is recorded we got a festival in Pennsylvania that's right um, September 10th right part time rockstar festival exactly. Lancaster Pennsylvania hell yeah at uh, Phantom Power um, I just drove up there two days ago looks like a great spot a really cool indoor stage and then they have a patio outside outdoor area um, so it looks like the perfect perfect place to kind of branch out and see what's going on up in Pen- Pennsylvania I was gonna say something weirder but uh, <laughs> yeah um, that's kind of the, the main thing I guess well I'm excited so, to host it with you too I mean we, we make so many contacts 
and meet, play with our friends and get to hang out. And uh, most of the people have been on this podcast themselves. And I've listened to almost all of the podcasts. That's why I was like, dude, like, why haven't you done our band? Like, what's up with that? You know, I mean, I said, you should, I mean, you've interviewed like individual members of the band, you know, but yeah. you haven't like really talked yeah. about like the band itself. I'm like, it's kind of important to put your band in here too, man. I don't know, 150 episodes right now, right yeah. about there. It feels like the podcast itself has been going as long as the band, but it hasn't. And like, five years. Yeah. And it, it's funny because like the episode I did with my brother. Uh, it was like episode three or yeah. something like that, yeah. and it's still the top streamed episode. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess That's great. I guess that means I probably should do one or two more. Yeah, of those absolutely. types of episodes. Absolutely. Just to uh, kind of fill people in, or I don't know. I guess it's interesting. It's possibly it's interesting just because people who know me and Dylan, my brother. Yeah, always kind of want to check in on that. So maybe I'm giving Dylan more credit for it <laughs> for, than me. Because yeah. he can ask the rough questions, the hard questions. It's true. You know. It's true. So, you've uh, yet to get as much uh, lifetime of dirt on me to really, <laughs> it's true. To really yeah. get deep. Yeah, yeah. No, but, it's, uh, it's true. It's true. Um, we can still do, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it at this point. Maybe well, I noticed on Spotify, so my, my first thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, Dispensary Kid has got the most plays. Um, it's, it's got tons of plays on there, and uh, we, we normally start our sets off with that. Um, you get a little egg shaker kind of starting off in the beginning and a little guitar riff, and it's just such a catchy song. So what inspired you to write that song? What was going on in your life at the time that, that said, wow, I've got this song to make me write this? What was it? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe before I say that, I would just say it... Uh, Barely has any streams on it, probably compared to like some of my friends' bands. So, but, um, that's not really the point. No. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, the basic backstory behind that is just, uh, yeah, during the pandemic, someone I know was, uh, having a few struggles. Yeah. You could say. And, um, maybe afterward he's kind of a I would definitely say more on the road to normalcy or recovery <laughs> right. whatever you call it right. sitting around the campfire and I was like just like damn it dude like your life or your just these past couple years deserve like a little story yeah you know yeah. and it can be a joke song because I have probably almost an album's worth of material of you know politically incorrect songs probably or just joke songs that are too personal right, right <laughs> about sure. people for sure that i just don't think i should probably put on the internet yet and maybe i will um <laughs> right. so honestly it started as as one of those types of songs where it's like all right i'm just gonna write you a song see what you think well i mean and, what, um, you know you could also look at you know some of your other songs that are kind of out there you know um you could look at weekend and you know, talk about how that certain people get upset about that or you you can yeah. look at a lot of other songs out the walls i think the great things about some of the songs you've written they're really interpretive to yourself like a horoscope you can read it it means something to you or the bible or anything like that it means something different to you but you know i don't think necessarily everything needs to get explained but it is pretty cool when you can take your own kind of meaning out of it yeah i think the problem i run into is that i want to write the most blunt lyrics possible yeah because those are the type of like songs and type of like stories that i like listening to sure that, like mean the most to me for my favorite you know artists and bands and sure so like i'm still learning how to do that uh well not like exposing somebody or putting sure. somebody down or sure. anything like that um i think what i was proud of with dispensary kid was like i just felt like i told the story in um, kind of a neutral way. Yeah, I agree. And that was, like, my goal. It wasn't... Yeah, for sure. Like, it wasn't um, to make someone sound cool, but it also wasn't try to put, you know, to put someone down. It was more so... I don't think they're glamorizing it kind of at all. I don't feel like that's... This really is. It's kind of like saying there's a lot of stuff, you know, in the lyrics you can hear there's a lot going on in that kid's life to... It just kind of, like leads down even further you know yeah. the weed and the drugs and, and, and everything else it's, it's, and it's more, wild more broadly I've learned that I really you know in many ways extrapolated 
some things that sure. were actually coming from other friends too in their yeah. life. Sure. And like, you know, I really come from the Hunter S. Thompson school yeah, of yeah. like literary prose or crap Genius, or whatever you yeah. want to call it, which is just like, I, I don't know, sometimes like you just got to try as hard as you can to make your friends lives or people just bigger a little bit bigger than life sure i don't know if it's hubris necessarily but it's just like i don't know again i just like trying to tell it as i see it you definitely do try i don't know so i was i was happy with that yeah. Um, the way it came out. Talk, talk, tell me a little bit about the walls. You know, we, we had a little conversation recently about it. Um, personal conversation between us, but I mean, not, not really explain it all, but kind of what was your inspiration really for the walls without being too um, detailed about it, but just kind of like what it, where, where, what space were you kind of coming from when you were writing the walls? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that at least uh, a few of my friends have told me it's definitely like kind of hit them in the right spot. You know, oh, it definitely did me. It's my favorite song, hands down. Thanks. Which is um, definitely, you know, cool. It's fucking awesome. It's kind of yeah, humbling, brother. you know? Yeah, man. Because, like, I was scared to write a song like that. Why? You know? Because, well, I'd had the, the, uh, the hook or the tag for it for a while, and I'd written it as an acoustic song. I tried to record it once or twice just as an acoustic thing thinking like it's something extra that I can release but it wasn't in its current um, like um, musical form rocked out as hell not even that I changed the chords I changed the lyrics the only thing I kept was the like the hook or the you know the walls we build thing which was really I think probably like a meme and not even a meme but before it was a meme it was probably you know some <laughs> some crap on facebook or instagram or whatever you know it was just like a zen buddhist quote i think sure to that effect i, I can't remember if that was the exact thing but that's what i took from it and i was like sure. that just needs to be a song lyric it sounds like something like you two would write yeah. or something or maybe they already did or maybe somebody already has um it's not that uncommon of a metaphor but I just tried to apply it to my own life as like in a raw way as I could and you know like I said I, I kind of was a little afraid <laughs> yeah to put something out like that but I just you know that's the war of art that's the that's what you hope to do is say what someone else is feeling or I mean what you're feeling but hope that other people yeah. You know, may have felt the same way or that sounds wrong. Yeah, we, you don't yeah. want them to feel the same way, but if they have <laughs> right. Like you hope maybe it resonates with them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the backstory, I mean, with that song. It's just trying to be a little bit more honest. So what song out of all the ones you've written so far has been your hardest that you you got more the most amount of pleasure out of it from writing it but it's been like really tough to get through but then you got it and the final outcome was like wow I'm here I mean it definitely was the walls oh wow okay normally okay. I don't spend that much time writing wow okay I didn't know that like I said that song kicked around for well over two or three years especially, really especially lyrically and it was in a completely different format and I completely rewrote it and completely tore it apart and rebuilt it wow. so I've never done that with any other song I mean I don't know. I I like having like a short and sweet like approach to writing. Again, I I almost I feel like I'm always to- towing the line between like what is I don't know what what's good for consumption of like to the public right. <laughs> and what's just good for me. Right. And like to me, it's sometimes I'd like to just write songs for me and I keep them. Well, it, I keep them on my hard drive and it makes me laugh or dude, makes my I friends laugh. Dude, I think the things that you write and for like, you, yeah, man, I think the things you write for you are really the best things that come out. You know, when you try to write for the public or whatever out there, I mean, I think people can kind of see through that. But when you write from the heart or you speak from the heart or you talk about real life, I, you talk about like the podcast, people, the, the real life stuff, people want the reality things. They yeah. want the reality of writing. Um, and when you when you hear that, I mean, that's why I just hear like, it, that song spoke to me. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, "Damn, this is a good song. I want nice. to be in his band." <laughs> That's kind of what happened. I was like, 
I want to play in his band, brother. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers. We are sitting at uh, Lone Oak Brewing. Yeah. In um, what I think is Olney, but... It's Olney. Yeah, it is Olney. It's Olney. Yeah, and okay. uh, we're right near uh, kind of the playground of the... Uh, so you can hear yeah. kids back in the back. We're not hurting any children or kicking them or anything. <laughs> yeah, we, they're just back here playing. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should say. Uh, <laughs> we're flying we the drone at them and making them cry. Mama! <laughs> we're, we're leaving uh, them alone. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't go to a playground. No, um, no, God, no. <laughs> to do this podcast. But there is a playground at the brewery. Yeah. So we found the, the furthest away corner from all the noise. Absolutely. To hang out. But, um, yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like that's the lowdown kind of on the songs, you know, for sure. Um, there's one song I felt like I was just thinking about. You Me Sobriety. Um, oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, sometimes when you write the super personal ones, like, yeah, probably the most personal one I've ever written is Simple Creature. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> which, for sure. Which we'll never probably see too much light of day which is perfectly fine <laughs> but like that was one of those songs where totally written kind of as a joke and then you know with uh luke and andrew and let's play with them they're like this is great like this should just be a regular song in the set yeah and for a while it was and i don't know i'm still a little ambivalent about those songs that are so personal but it's just like you shouldn't be man they're great. Um, again, my, my goal isn't to hurt anyone. No, <laughs> so definitely not. I just, I know other people have to struggle with like, the same sort of stuff, and it's just my expression of it. I don't and think your music like should be hurting people. It's more like should be a catharsis, because like, I listen to it, and it's like people should be able to relate to what is happening in your life to relate to them. That's what I take out of it. Yeah. Because like, I heard some of the stuff, and like I can relate it to my own life and my own experiences. And that's how I really connect to songs. It's like, because I hear the lyrics and I go, well, that's stuff that's happened in my life, you know? Yeah. And it makes me like it, you know, because I, I feel like, oh, you know, that's definitely like me. That's that's yeah. definitely crap I do, 100%. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely that, you know? It's probably like while we're friends, you know? Like, I just, yeah. I get it, you know? I'm like, oh, I get that, like, big time, you know? So it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the underlying theme of almost everything I write is sort of about being at war with yourself. Yeah, man. 100%. So, like, Oof. never being exactly certain that you should even talk about it at all. But, like I said, it's like, you know, it's a form of therapy. It's a common thing, I think, for people who write anything, whether it's books or songs or whatever. You kind of just get your thoughts out on a page. For and sure. much like a diary or a journal... You don't always have to share them, whether they're recorded songs or recorded notes. Well, I say you know? I say all the time, you know, that I'm definitely probably somebody that could use therapy or could definitely use time talking to a psychiatrist or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I but I don't. But music is mine. Music is the thing that like yeah. I get through, or it's my church or whatever else you want to call it. It's the thing that I go to and I'm dedicated to, and I'm all about it. And it's my therapy it's the thing that gets me out there because quite honestly if it came down to me talking to anybody in the public i wouldn't i wouldn't want to i don't i like being on a stage because i don't like being in the crowd i don't yeah. want to be around people i don't you know normally i mean i'm polite but that doesn't mean i necessarily want to talk to them you know i'm just yeah. it, it but it helps me more and more and more you know yeah. so that's for me personally that's a good thing you know since we're on the uh, on the internet now I don't know if we've uh, talked about really like some of your hardcore favorite bands. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Pantera! Oh yeah, my god! We, we could agree on that. Oh for man! Sure. Like uh, Pantera! I saw them when I was 15. I mean, I, I didn't know you've actually seen them. Oh, dude! That's something. Awesome. 15. They played in front of 10 people at a place in Mississippi called really? The Creek in Jackson, Mississippi. Like the. The original lineup, you think? Oh, 100% like the original. Phil singing or the other Phil guy? singing. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. Terry Glaze. It was yeah. with Phil. And it was um, the beginning of the Cowboys from Hell tour before wow. they got signed. It was still Echo. Nice. I've got a tape that I bought from them from their first al- their first album with Phil on. It's called Power Metal. Should, I still have the cassette. You should frame that thing. Oh, man. I have that thing. It's sitting in my little yeah. window at my studio. But um, anyway, I met the whole band. I met the whole band wow. and I talked to them. And I, when I saw them, 
dude, at 15 years old, my life changed yeah. right there. Like, I just felt my DNA changing right there. I'm like, I'm going to do this the rest of my fucking life yeah. right now, dude. I am I am going to be all about this. I don't care whatever I got to But I always knew I wanted to play music. But yeah. I knew at that point, I just felt my DNA as a musician changing right there when I saw them. And they're the biggest inf- influence on me in my whole life. You know, and I've been a fan forever. Yeah. You know, and they're spinoff bands, both of them. I know they, you know, had some issues with, you know, not not liking each other. Obviously, after the split up and 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 the hor- horrible stuff that happened. But um, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's my, awesome. my wife I and I, we that. got married. Dude, we went out to Vegas and and saw saw Vinny. We saw oh, him. Wow. And I went up, talked to security, and I said, "Hey, can I go say hello?" And went up to him, and yeah. he hugged us and was yeah. like, "What's up?" And took a picture with him. And me and my wife was just like. I just like just hang out with Vinny Paul. This is so yeah. cool. We drank a beer with him, did a shot. I was like, right. this is so awesome. I'm like hanging out with Vinny Paul from Pantera, you know? And this was before he started Hell Yeah. It was like right in between yeah. that before Hell Yeah kicked off. It was so cool. We man. could have an entire podcast about Pantera for sure. I mean, oh, God, yeah. I've been yeah. fortunate to have many heroes in life, but Dimebag Daryl remains at oh, the yeah. top of Mount Dude, Olympus same, of same guitar here, heroes man. for me. Like, oh, yeah. Nothing will make me cry like talking about Dime. Yeah, that, that, but, that broke me when that happened. And when Vinny passed, that, that got me too, man, because I've just yeah. been such a big fan of those dudes. I think the, the reason, though, is like, because uh, my brother, uh, not the brother who interviewed me on the last podcast, but I got another one. Mm. Um, him and I used to jam together, uh-huh. and he was drummer, and I was playing guitar, and I started on drums, so. Wow. Um, you know, my brother was just better. Like, off the get-go, like, clearly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just became really not fun because it was like we'd have drum lessons together, and it was like yeah. I'm lagging behind. So I was like, all right, fine. There's other, you know, other things that I could be working on. Absolutely. So I was like, uh, let's check this guitar thing out. And then, sure enough, like, you know, one of my best friends and my dad played. So, like, it was like, all right, let's just learn Blink-182 songs, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But then the next thing you know, once we had all built up some chops, like, me and my brother, it was like, then it was, like, on. Then it yeah. was like, all right, Love it. what's, like, the most difficult Pantera thing, breakdown to play or learn or, like, Slayer or whatever. Like, obviously, we're very into metal. But, like... But, dude, do you know how hard it is, like, to play, like, you think of, like, Cowboys from Hell? They said they, they yeah. were so hard that even that Dimebag couldn't even play it in the studio when they originally did it on like their four track or whatever. They used the original four track to put it on the actual album that which, they had from the demo. Which part do you think? That they they couldn't, but he could do it later on. Yeah. But a lot of times they would just play a recording of it, and then he would come out. That's just like so sick, man. I sort of have a hard time believing that because I've seen so much live footage of him playing it. Yeah. But I understand though at a certain point that like everybody who plays guitar long enough is definitely a stickler for tone or a take. Yeah, maybe so it was like, a take. when you have, like, a solid tone or a take that you just love. Yeah. Like, I have so many, almost all, not all, but, like, a lot of guitar solos that I do mm-hmm. are almost always from the demo Yeah. that I end up putting on the final recording because right. I just, for whatever reason, you're the most free. Right. When you're just like, oh, it's a demo? Oh, like, it just needs a guitar solo to put on? So we just have a placeholder until the real guitar solo can happen. Yeah. And I just do something. I mean, part of it could be when you listen to the demo, which you have to, to just make sure the song doesn't suck, I guess. Plenty of times. It gets burned in your brain. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. I like that. Like, it worked. Plenty of times Um, for me in the studio, drums or guitar, whatever I was playing, you know, and uh, tons of things I've done. Um, It's original takes like some of the first couple of takes that I do are definitely the ones that they end up sticking you could do them so many times after that but there's there's stuff I mean with editing now and stuff you can move things around and fix it but um, to get it kind of the tightest a lot of times it's it's some of those beginning ones that they really have the best take in my opinion yeah so I don't know if I know dime which I definitely don't (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. like maybe that's like that was how he was feeling on that, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, but even at like 15, dude, they just sounded so good. Yeah, I, I mean, just remember meeting them, and I bought a T-shirt, and I bought like all kinds of stuff of theirs, man. It was uh, pretty incredible. I mean, I remember had I had the Cowboys from Hell, like that that 
the stuff that had Cowboys from Hell on it, and that whole that whole album um, on on cassette. I didn't they didn't have DVDs out yet. Yeah. Or, or CDs yet. So it was a uh, pretty pretty awesome man. Like really really incredible just seeing them and like a full production. This place wasn't even that that big. Yeah, you and I have played places bigger than that. It's yeah. like a little tiny little place and. This girl that lived right by me was like, oh, let's go see this band. They're called Pantera. I'm like, I really like the girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go with you. I'm like, yeah, let's see what this is going to be all about. And I saw them, and I was like, I'm just blown away. Like, these guys are going to be huge. And and they were, you know, so neat. Yeah, I always liked music like that. I grew up a lot of, like, uh, a lot of metal, though. I mean, I was a total metalhead, like, growing up. I mean, there was, I mean, of course, country, too. I mean, I well, can remember going to my grandfather's just listening to playing record after record of all the country. So there was a lot of, a yeah. lot, a lot of like, like um, outlaw country mixed with metal. That was pretty yeah. much my whole life. And I guess maybe that was my Pantera just tied into me so more being from the South and being from New Orleans. That's where I pretty much grew I mean, up. To metalheads, I yeah. think what I'm about to say is like, you know, just everything they've always talked about. But to people who don't always think, along the same lines it's like you know that type of music I've always felt like gets a bad rap um but you know is a healthy outlet for aggression um whether you're in the crowd in the mosh pit or it's like um you're playing the music itself I I can just so easily see how it's perceived and it's ostensibly just this violent cacophony of (laughs) testosterone and maybe that is exactly what it is but I've also just been in those mosh pits and like so have I it's and I still do whenever they whenever yeah, I'm at a show or they're oh god me too. I love getting in them but you know I think everyone except for those like one or two people who haven't worked out their own problems almost everyone is I got there I got in a hate breed pit like two years ago my son was with me, and he was just like, yeah. oh, Dad, you are an insane person. What are you thinking? Yeah. I'm like, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, he's like, those are those dudes are huge. Well, like you. But I'm like, yeah, yeah if I felt some little skinny twerp like you, I wouldn't get in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, get your ass kicked. You know, but I'm like, I just wanted to do it to say I did it. You know, I wanted to get in oh, a, yeah. a hate breed pit. I mean, and it was insane. I'm like, I, I just had to do it. You know, I'd be like, all right. It's like going to like going to battle. Like I gotta get in this battle. Oh, yeah. I gotta get in there. I gotta, you know. But I just love how much fun it is. The like, best. In the sense that, like, again, I think ninety nine percent of the people in there pushing each other around. They're not trying to hurt anybody. And, yeah. If, if you fall not down, really. and you get picked up. Did somebody like, scoop you up in a heartbeat? There's it's nobody just, really hurting each other. It's it's just about it's just going ape shit or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, nobody's so. really trying to hurt each other. That's like a myth. Well, I mean, unless you see something like the Walls of Death, you see like these two big groups of these dudes all slamming in each other. You go like, oh, my yeah. God, what are you guys? That's insane. I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because I'm an insane, you know, a little bit. You know, that's the part of, like, being. But it's, it's funny. Like, I loved, like, all this metal, and I loved all this, you know, country growing up, you know. But it's funny. Like, I... I I don't think I ever want to be like in a thrash band or anything like that. Yeah. You know, nothing really ever like said, Oh, I definitely want to play that. You know, I love listening to it. I love playing it, but I, nothing ever to like really struck a chord, but I'm like, Oh, I really want to play that. There was other types of music that really made me want to play, you know, yeah. you know and it's based on just kind of what I've listened to. And, and I just wanted to be in some original projects. I wanted to play in some stuff that was part of something that, really nobody else has heard before and it doesn't sound like anything else that's the things I've been attracted to really yeah. as a musician yeah for sure covers are fun to play don't get me wrong I mean God you and I've been doing it forever but it's 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 you could play in originals and it's your stuff and eh, throw in a cover in here once in a while and make the crowd go whoop whoop you know whatever and have a good time that's fun you know love it man yeah I've actually thought uh you know for a long time that like if I was ever successful that I would always still play at least a cover at Dude, least I one I love that. and I will never understand really why even the big artists don't I mean sometimes they do and I think it's great yeah. to me it's like it just shows like a little humility it also just is fun yeah it's like not 
it just shows that to me it's like oh it's not this not that serious yeah and that's what I respect like the most it's like when people do stuff like that there's other bands that like really blew me away I mean like a lot of the punk rock stuff but dude I mean Social Distortion has been one of my biggest influences ever dude like I, I, I listen to them so many a million billion times I mean I feel like they taught me how to play guitar. Like yeah. that, that's 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 the, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude, the way I play, you know, and like like my attitude, you know, like it's it's kind of like I got this like really chunky yeah, rhythm, so. like really just really balls ass bottom end, you know, yeah. that like fits so well with this band. So I got that bottom end, you got that top end, we, you know, we play together. It just like fits in a perfect circle, dude. It, it's it's awesome. What's that album? It's like White Trash, White Heat. White, white Trash, White Heat. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> such a good album. Oh, my God. It's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. It's like yeah. mid-90s. And su- such good tunes, man. Yeah, because they boiled. They were, like, very bordering on, like, suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Like, sound. Love them, too. Like, yeah. for a while, they were. I felt like they were, like, kind of neck and neck. But, like, I always love Social D more oh, because too. Too, they're just, bro. they're real. They're or, total I mean, real. Not that... Suicidal wasn't, but nah. I don't know. It resonated more with like me. I even got a like, sticker on one of the back of my guitars that says, you know, social distortion, mommy's little monster. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's me. You know, I'm definitely mommy's little monster. You know, it's just it's just fun. You know, it just you relate to so much, so much of that. These influences, yeah. you know, just really tie into who you are, and and then you hear bands yeah. and you go like that. You know, if bands are looking to play with certain people or whatever, and you feel a certain Thing with them and that brings you into that you know yeah yeah I mean it's kind of weird honestly that I still sing ball and chain because that was like one of the first songs that I just gravitated towards learning how to play and sing because for forever I'd only learned how to just sing you know work on Pantera riffs or <laughs> Eddie Van Halen solos or whatever yeah, but yeah definitely when it came there. time to like try and sing something I was like oh little Mike Ness like I think I could do that and like it's the lyricism it's always the lyricism first to me I mean I guess the tonality and all that plays into it because like it didn't sound cool then it wouldn't matter but yeah I like the lyrics you know if I don't feel like the lyrics I'm singing are like pretty real then I don't want to do it and somebody said to me one time they go will like i don't i don't get like like you played in all these bands dude i understand why you like have had tattoos like all over you like every other band and i'm like well because of mike from social i read an article yeah. that he was talking about you know going to school with his kids and like all these parents were staring at him like he was an alien from another planet and it inspired yeah. me to not do it because he was like i really regretted getting all the tattoos i ever got he said, and my kids were embarrassed. And I was like, I got kids. You know, <laughs> my kids were little at the time. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I better not. And honestly, yeah. it was like a cry out to like, yeah, maybe you guys shouldn't do this. Because I have tons of friends, you know, my age that are like, man, I shouldn't have got all these tattoos. And they're getting them removed and stuff, you know. And yeah. they're, it's just, it's all, all kind of different. You know, like, I don't think you have to have tattoos to be cool. Kids, I'm just saying. Yeah. You can have them. That's cool. No, no big deal. But to I just be, say, be, you be you. It, it's it's all good. You know, whatever. To be fair, the kids you're probably talking to of this podcast audience are probably minimum my age. Yeah. Probably closer to your age. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They probably by now they either have them or they don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I'm, but but now you know my kids are you know older and stuff now, so I'm yeah. not ruling out. So if y'all just see me and all yeah. of a sudden I'm covered in them, that means I ain't got to go into some elementary school anymore and get embarrassed. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I've already passed that. So you know maybe I'll, yeah. maybe I'll start getting them now. Who knows? But like I said, I'm not against them. But it was more of like my kids just yeah. not want to want to be the bar- you know musician dad that embarrasses kids. You know, so I, I never did. So it's interesting because both like I think. Uh, Mike and Social Distortion, and then um, tangentially uh, singer in uh, Rancid, mm. Lars. I think they, both those guys say they've been sober since like their early 20s. That's amazing. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but they went through some whole other things, man. They, yeah. Those guys been through so much. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't want to get into all that. You know, you guys can read stories and stuff about them, but they, they really went through the gamut, you know, younger, and there's road stories from those guys man you just go like wow you know that's not a life i want to live 
you know, get inspired, you know, and, I don't know. It, death's a scary thing. I'm not trying to die. I mean, it, it would, you could have an addiction so bad that it nearly leads to death. You know that that's not a that should inspire you to do other things for sure. Yeah, inspire you to write songs. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we're about thirty-five odd minutes into oh, this, wow. and we uh, haven't really talked about the festival coming up. So. Well, yeah, let's talk uh, about that. <laughs> September tenth. So we're the hosts, you and me, which is kind of cool. This is our, yeah. I helped you with the last one, and then you you asked me to be a part of this one with you, and I was so yeah. happy and thank Definitely you. Appreciate thank you, brother. It. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. We're we're having, um, how many bands? Is it nearly 30? No, it's nearly 20. 20, okay. Um, okay. But I think, uh, yeah, I won't get into the exact strategies of booking, but <laughs> right. 15 to 20 is like, kind of my goal yeah yeah is uh you know to get everyone a fair time slot and not be too crammed yeah but also get enough people in where it feels like you know the the scene is represented or sure sure you know um, we're we're definitely playing so i'm excited about that our band's playing and that's that's gonna be fun i'm running actually one of the um stages i'm running uh audio and doing the sound for one one of our stages we have two stages i'm running one of them then we have somebody else running the other one, and then we'll be bouncing around back and forth, checking on bands and making sure everything's kind of good. But I'll be managing one side. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, um, it's gonna be great. As much as I'd like to have you know my own music be successful or just release it, honestly, having it out there is kind of a success in its own right. Sure. You know, I want to try to nurture the scene because at this point, it's sort of you like... You definitely are, brother. Um, I mean, God, look at this podcast and what you've done. I mean, you, you are. You're helping so many bands out here, man. Yeah, I Promoting. mean, because um, if you look at any bands that have worked, um, they always come from a scene that was thriving, you know? It, it's... Well, every, every real band is, in a lot of ways, 90% of them are just kind of like a gang that kind of came from a group of larger group of friends sure that were all kind of doing the same thing so well, like part-time rockstar podcast is definitely a um, a contributor to that i mean just look at all the people that you've interviewed so far and nearly 150 episodes and a couple years of doing yeah, I mean, this maybe this could be the 150th episode yeah brother i love it so i love it work <laughs> hollow truths 150th episode brother that's awesome yeah, you know. Well, you know, we're 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 do ours, you know. <laughs> so yeah, every once in a, every hundred episodes, every other hundred, couple hundred episodes, you know, or throw you know, one in there, throw one in there for for um, for our band, you know, which is which is yeah exciting. We're doing a lot, man, and we're we're trying to keep these things going. We'd like to do two a year, but what Brett and I have kind of talked about is we'd like to put on something maybe in the summer, maybe in the fall, you know, uh, ish. Yeah. You know, and uh, not be too hot, not be too cold, where you can kind of do it outside and have a good time and bring your family out if you want and just listen to some music and listen to a lot of music you haven't had an opportunity to listen to. And um, Yeah, I mean, maybe one day we'll get some headliners that people know, but yeah. honestly, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Well, like, this is We're going to support the local scene for sure, like, but if we get a big band, some, some yeah. big, huge band, cool, you know, great. You know, that would be only, awesome. The only festivals that I've seen or been invited to that um, at least say they cater to the bands that don't get a chance um, always try to rip you off mm. and always come off slimy and greasy. I don't and like so that. my whole motive behind doing these is like... Not doing that. You know? We are not about that at all, dude. At um, all. So if your band's out here listening to this, tell you right now we're not about that. So that that's not gonna happen. Well, or if you talk to me at the festival and you're on the, one of the bands, and I rub you the wrong way, just tell me, because like I I feel like I'm trying to learn from the promoters I don't and think people. You're rub anybody the wrong way, Brett. That's not you, bro. Well, but, I no, mean, maybe I will. I don't know. Asshole day. Maybe I will, and maybe that I. That guy Brett's an asshole. You know what? Maybe <laughs> I was right for doing so. I don't know. <laughs> but, he just comes off like a jerk, you know, lead singer disease or whatever. Like, no, I don't think so. I just mean, I as, as hopefully this thing grows and builds, yeah, like, dude, hopefully, sure. like, the ethos remains the same. 
is kind of well. It's about supporting like, local music. You always talk yeah. about supporting local music, support local music, and that's awesome. But I think if we we brought some big headliner in or, at a, at yeah, a show I mean, in the future, it's still about supporting local music. Yeah, I don't think it and doesn't. The people, no, because yeah. we're going to bring in local bands, people that we know, and and have them play on that. One hundred percent. It isn't going to be yeah. just a bunch of top build people, and then you, we're not going to get a chance to play, or a local band get to play as well. You know, like forget that. It's going to be yeah. supporting our scene and, and, and building our bands and, and our friends. That's really what it's all about. And that's what's fun, man. I love that. Yeah, man. It's uh, exactly what I would say. So yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, that's the whole point of the deal. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, even if you're not hanging out in Pennsylvania in two weeks, we'll definitely do another one. Um, Phantom in, Power. In Baltimore, if that's where you're from, or where I assume most people listening to this are from. Um, as much as I try to branch out, you know. But if this is your first time listening and you're coming to the Pennsylvania one, like, invite all your friends. Hang out. Lancaster, like, Pennsylvania, Phantom Power. Um, you know. Uh, definitely try to get you down to Baltimore for the next one. Like I, I don't know how it, how it's gonna go exactly. Yeah, our last but, one uh, was at Fishhead, Fishhead Cantina. Yeah, in Baltimore, Hailthorpe. It's so. just I find it funny, like watching the way, you know, like different bands interact with each other, um, or yeah. with like me or my band because it's sort of like, you know, I'm maybe through the podcast I meet somebody, then I. You know, you meet mothers, but it's really cool to watch how, like, I'll invite a band to a festival who's from somewhere, who then meets another band from, you know, XYZ, and they become friends, like, off on their own, and then the next thing you know, they're playing shows together and, and working off each other and sharing things, and, like, that's fucking awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's completely, like independence of anything uh podcast related yeah. but it like that's the point is yeah. you know to like get people together and like work on your own stuff and you never know who's gonna who you're gonna become friends with or you know who you're gonna click with or like stuff like that yeah I, i've also got to throw in the fact um, um i'm i'm endorsed by nags guitars nice. so god bless you nags guitars <laughs> um love you guys peter you know, you guys are just the best, and thank you for what you've done for me and my career, and um, helping me out with my guitars and getting a chance to play. I mean, my guitars are amazing, and if you guys ever at a show, you got a question about my guitars, and you want to know about them, hey, come ask away. I'll tell you everything about them. Um, they're great, and um, God bless them. Thanks for um, supporting me and our bands and uh, helping us out. Thank you. Yeah. Always good to get the sponsors and the shout-outs in. Yeah, brother. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're about 45 minutes in here. Probably about time to wind her down. I'm not trying to go for the whole Joe Rogan marathon podcast <laughs> length here. Um, is there anything we didn't get to that was uh, burning? No, I think we kind of covered uh, it. I think we kind of covered it. Um, we got probably other shows coming up, so other things happening. Um, oh, um, I wouldn't even mind mentioning um, in October, if you're going to be in Damascus, Maryland, we're having Leech Woods. is a huge uh, production that we're doing out there. It's this nice. big horror um, in the field thing. If you guys want to come out there, I'm going to be uh, helping out with it. I'm excited. I'm playing the ringmaster. So if you want to get the shit scared out of you, coming out <laughs> to Damascus, Maryland in the month of October. Nice. Um, and get scared. Come check out Leech Woods. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So come out, guys. Sweet. Yeah, I feel like it's funny because um, in Lancaster, where this festival is going to be, part of the reason I think I'm doing it there, or thought of to do it there in the first place, is because there's Field of Screams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my in, God. In uh, Lancaster. And, like, my uncle helped out a lot with that place. Wow. So it was really fun going there. Like, yeah. he, he used to live on that farm. Oh, my God. So, like, it was it was great. It's so cool. But, uh, but yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I think we can wind it down. Hope to see you guys at a show. Thank you for supporting local music. Thank you for coming out and seeing us. And uh, thank you for hanging out, guys. Appreciate you, Brett. Appreciate our brand members. And um, thanks much. See you guys um, very soon. Sweet.
So yeah, I just want to thank Will for coming on the show, and thank you for listening. If you made it this far, the song that you're hearing in the background is called The Walls, and it's out on the internet. So excited to do everything while waging wars on my intentions. It's easy to lie to yourself when you're having so much fun. When you're having so much fun And I like to thrive on the mania While driving down the straightest road I know And no second We build against love The walls we build